The Masonic Legacy Society is a phenomenal organization that's rooted in the concept of mindfulness and Masonic contemplative practice and bringing that experience into the lodge. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, this is how lodge should be. Maybe that's not right for every lodge, but I think most lodges will really benefit if they take a minute and do some, some quiet reflection, self-reflection, and a little bit of well, maybe meditation as the lodge is starting, as the lodge is going. Um, in some instances, there's uh, opportunity, especially during educational type events, for a facilitator to do a guided meditation, which sounds all, oh, sounds scary, but it, it's, it's actually just a way of, of relaxing, kind of getting in touch with your your inner self and just, just focusing and allowing your mind to quiet and focus on something in a Masonic direction. The Masonic Legacy Society with their focus is that we pick something from the Entered Apprentice degree and use that object or that experience as the focus of the meditation. So it's open to all Masons. We don't sit here and say, oh, this is a piece from the, from the 26th degree of the of the Scottish Rite, or or this is something from uh, Cryptic Council on, on the on the uh, York Rite side. We, we we keep it simple because it's open and accessible to all Masons, and it should be. That's where I'm going to say it should be. Open and accessible means I can take any of the working tools, any of the Entered Apprentice working tools, any of the parts of ritual from the Entered Apprentice, and sit there and say. Let's think about that for a minute. Let's quiet our minds. Let's take a moment to get very still, very quiet, kind of sink into our chairs a little bit, and then think about what that means to you and how that applies to your life. We're, we're great. Masons are great at giving people the working tools to make good men better. We do a terrible job of actually explaining how to use those working tools in many cases, in many lodges. And Masonic Legacy Society is one way, one set of tools, or one set of directions on how to use those tools. Is it the only way? No. But it's a pretty cool way of doing that, bringing that contemplative practice maybe into the lodge so that you can take it outside of the lodge and continue to practice it on your own. So we talked about Masonic Legacy Society, Masonic Legacy Society 2026.com. Yeah, 2026.com. Masonic Legacy Society 2026.com. That's very long. Your fingers will, will, will hate me for having to uh, uh, type all of that out the first time. Just save it. Save it in your browser. Um, and it, it's worth taking a look at. Along with Masonic Legacy Society, uh, I am the clerk or the secretary of the Academy of Reflection. That is a uh, sub-organization of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite, Southern jurisdiction in, uh, uh, based out of the Valley of Guthrie, the mother lodge there, the mother group, the mother academy. And what the academy does is gives a structured set of courses to be done on your own but with the guidance or the, the uh, uh, you know, work with a reviewer. So we've got instructors 
that are there to help you as you go through these courses. You know, most of the meditations and most of the mindfulness work is very personal, very, very singular. You got to do it yourself, but you can do it in groups with the guided meditations. The Academy shows you how different pieces fit into that in a very structured environment. Um, there's uh, a lot of focus on if you do this class, then it will help you in your meditations in some way, shape, or form. And I agree with that. I'm not that far along in the coursework myself, but what I've done so far has just been amazing. That is through the uh, Scottish Rite, though. Um, Masonic Legacy Society opened all Masons. Academy of Reflection opened all Scottish Rite Masons. Um, and then, then there's just basic mindfulness or basic meditations. You can go on YouTube and find all kinds of guided meditations that are open to the public. I highly recommend, highly, highly recommend Brother Chuck Dunning's book. Uh, Brother Chuck is the superintendent of the Academy of Reflection, the founder, actually, uh, one of the founders. It's his, it's his uh, work. And the contemplative masonry is a, a not, not a huge book, but it's a phenomenal book. And it's a guided step-by-step -step process of, of how to start and do your own thing within the contemplative practice. You, you, it's a stepwise uh, book that goes all the way through it. ChuckDunning.com, um, that's his personal website. There are uh, guided meditations that he has recorded and put on there. They're phenomenal. Uh, do not do them while you're driving. Um, there, there's there's uh, 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 lots of reasons not to, but you don't wanna uh, get too focused on the meditation while you're driving, right? And, and the disclaimers there on the, the site as well. Uh, Chuck's work is phenomenal. Um, Brother Chuck, uh, Brother uh, Robert Johnson, RJ, uh, Brother Mike Jarzebeck, uh, Brother Baruti, they, uh, and, and many more, uh, Akram, Brother Akram, have all come together with the Masonic Legacy Society to bring that mindfulness, the meditation into the lodge. Uh, Brother Chuck has written the book here on uh, individual practice. He's got another book coming out eventually uh, uh, on, uh, as of this date, I actually don't know what the published date is, on the contemplative lodge, how to bring that singular practice into the lodge and start programs that will benefit the lodge with more contemplative practice. Now you asked about, th those are the organizations that I'm very directly involved with at the moment that are doing the contemplative studies and the contemplative practice in, in Freemasonry. And you asked about uh, my personal journey and my personal work in this. I, I belong to two Blue Lodges. I'm a Lodge Education Officer for actually both of them right now. And I do bring sometimes the contemplative pra practice into the Lodge. My Lodges are not resistive. They've actually been very open about it. But it's not their direction. Every Lodge is different, right? You go to one Lodge and, and it's kind of this way and you go to another Lodge and it's still kind of this way. We're all brothers. We just do things differently and the lodges have different flavors and, and some of them are just perfect for you. And since some of them don't, but that works very well for those brothers. And if I go to a lodge and they have a 
contemplative uh, direction that they want to go, I'm happy to work with them and, and uh, do what they're doing and, and see if I can help if there is anything I can do. And that's the, just the, the helpfulness attitude that I bring towards the, uh, the contemplative practices. I want to help. If somebody wants me to come in and talk, I'll talk. You know, that's, that's what uh, I can do. I can show them how to, to start to work towards that and point them towards other resources. Because, you know, you, you don't want to just follow one person saying, hey, do it this way when you've got six, 10 other true Masonic experts in the field that you can lean on and say, hey, this is, this is really cool. I want to do this. You guys do it all three different ways. Maybe a combination of these two is best for me. And that combination, that way of, of looking at contemplative practice or, or bringing meditation into a lodge is, is uh, the better way to do it, not just following, hey, Randy said do it this way, so I'm going to do it that way. Well, Randy may not be right with that, but Brother Chuck might be, Brother RJ might be, Brother Baruti might be. Uh, Brother Robert Sachs out of uh, uh, California is a phenomenal, phenomenal teacher in mindfulness and meditation, uh, as is Brother Chuck. Uh, they're both uh, instructors, full instructors with the Academy of Reflection, um, you know, and, and published authors in their own right. So all of that to say, the way that I approach this is to be helpful. The way that I approach it within my lodge is to give little bits at a time. Maybe I give a piece of candy. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Maybe I give two pieces of candy out and, and, and uh, uh, introduce people to the candy or the, the, the meditation and let them go, oh, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. You give them three pieces of candy, that's diabetes. Their blood sugar goes up. That's not good. So you don't go too far too deep too quickly two minutes of meditation, two minutes of silence within the lodge. What I like to do is use that two minutes, if the master gives it, give that, use that two minutes to just sit there and quietly look around the lodge and think about my week or, or two weeks that I've had in between lodge and think about how, you know, the lodge gives me peace and gives me inner silence. And, and then actually during the opening ritual, if I'm not one of the officers, um, I'll sit on the side of the lodge and watch the footwork, watch and listen to the dialogue back and forth. And then I'll work with my own meditation and I'll kind of start trying to relax and hit that next level of consciousness of just relaxing and sinking and let that just absorb into me. And that's just a really cool way of, of looking at and experiencing the opening and closing of a lodge in a different way. And especially when we do initiations, right? When we do uh, an entered apprentice degree or a fellow craft degree, especially if I can, if I can sit on the sideline and just meditate and quiet my mind and, and, and be mindful of exactly what, you know, be present, be mindful of exactly what that stair lecture is talking to and through. I pick up something new every single time I hear it. Part of that's from the meditation. Part of it's because 
I wasn't that great of a student to start off with, and I should have studied a little harder, but you know, it, it all kind of works out uh, as, as we go. Then the last piece is probably more um, poignant to me and how we reflect and how we get, go from point A to point B. We introduce a little bit. We, we introduce some very quiet time. We introduce the concepts and let people experience them on their own. Um, you know, we lead the horses to water, but we can't make them drink, but we can lead the horses to water and tell them, you know what, you're thirsty. I'm going to leave you here and let you uh, figure out where the water is because it's right here in front of you. And as the horses drink, as the as the Masons start to experience the mindfulness, the meditation, they're gonna see the benefits. It, it's obvious. You do a few meditations, that calmness connects with your daily life. You do a lot of meditations, that calmness permeates your life. And that is a game changer for a lot of people. In the presentation that I gave last night, I discuss just the basics of looking at an idea from different perspectives. And if we package an idea, right? If we say, I'm going to build a bridge. I like to use that uh, uh, metaphor or analogy because building bridges is also something Masons do. And I say, okay, here's the idea. I'm going to build a bridge. Okay, great. Well, that's a great idea. If I'm looking at it from a wisdom point of view, then I go out, you know, the pillar of wisdom tells me that, yeah, crossing that stream would be a whole lot easier if we had a bridge over it. The pillar of strength, which is in the West is sitting there telling me, hmm, you know, I've got uh, the supplies and I got the manpower. We can call a few friends and I've got the nails, the concrete. We can build this bridge. We, we've got the materials. And, and the pillar of beauty, which is also the pillar of balance, is sitting there in the middle going, okay, good idea. I'm looking at this idea. It's a good idea. I'm looking at all the materials in there. Yep, I've got all the materials and stuff. But guess what? I've got this, this, and this happening this week. I've got three lodge meetings this week. We're not going to build this bridge this week. But I can set a trestle board out and I can say, hey, if we can invite a couple of people over to help frame up and help put the concrete in, then we can get this done. And, and from that perspective, I can get the different ideas to look at that packaged concept, the different areas to look at that packaged concept. And from wisdom, strength, and beauty, wisdom, strength, and balance, I can sit there and go, yep, building a bridge is great. I can do it in a couple of weeks. This is how we do it. And uh, then not only have I just said, hey, I think going and building a bridge is a good idea. Now I've contemplated. Now I've thought about that. I've put mindfulness towards that concept. And I've been able to take that and, and package it in such a way that now I've considered it from various options. And I know that that is the right thing for me to do and how I can do it. Contemplative practice, let's put it towards ritual. We think about one piece of ritual. 
what does the master say about that ritual? What does the senior warden say? Or what does the junior warden say about that ritual? Now, if we think about that and just quietly contemplate what was just said and package that, and, and what does that mean from that perspective? What does that mean from that perspective? Now we gain more perspective into our own Freemasonry. This is how we bring the older generation into the contemplative practice because they may never have thought about it in that manner. So, so there's bridges. Again, we build bridges. There's bridges that we can do or create between the various uh, areas of Freemasonry, right? The, the folks that are into it deeply for charity. Love those guys. They're phenomenal. That's not my focus, but I support them 100%. I love the fact that we do as much charity as we do for the, for the communities that we live in nationally. And I would like them to think about that charity. Well, Randy, they think about that charity all the time. Well, no, no, no. I, I want them to think about that charity in that same way. Package that charity up. And think about it from a Masonic point of view. What does the master think about that charity? What does wisdom bring in for that charity? What does strength bring into that charity? What does balance mean to that charity? And the coolest thing of all, of course, is we're talking about from the lodge room perspective, the altar sitting there right in the middle. How does that charity, how does that fit? What you're doing, how does that fit with your relationship with deity? So those are the three areas that I look at from my perspective. What are, what are we doing? You know, why are we doing it? How do we do it? 